Hi, and welcome back to Mingus on Tech. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive Editor at Computer World. I'm here with Lucas Mirian, Senior Writer at Computer World. Apple recently announced a big push into connecting patients and data with a new, uh, I guess, an app on uh, iOS 11.3 that's coming up. So I'm going to talk to Lucas about it and find out what's going on. Stick around. Okay, and we're back. Lucas, so I wanted to find out, you've written a couple stories about this, and it, it seems interesting because uh, I think connecting patients and healthcare data seems to have been like the holy grail that various uh, government agencies and hospitals and healthcare facilities and tech companies have been trying to figure out how to, how to pull it all together for years. Uh, and Apple recently announced, uh, I think it was late January, that with their upcoming iOS 11.3, um, update to the mobile operating system, they're going to allow patients to be able to access healthcare data uh, on their devices, their phone, maybe the iPad. And I just kind of wanted to find out, you know, if we have any sense really what Apple's doing here and, and whether we think this time Apple might actually be able to accomplish something that others in the past have not been able to accomplish. Yeah, and I, I so. think more so than whether it'll be successful or not, no one can say, but I think they'll have more success with it than past efforts, and there have been many for several reasons. Number one, past efforts were focused mainly on uh, patients populating the healthcare data, so putting putting in their own blood pressure, let's say temperature, uh, if they got information from their doctors to resubmit that into a, a personal health record, a PHR versus um, electronic health record that might be kept by a hospital or some other healthcare. Uh, agency that's required to have them that can be shared across multiple platforms and uh, and hospitals, for example. So you had PHRs, you had them from Microsoft uh, Health Vault, you had Google's Health Service, WebMD's No More Clipboard, All Scripts Follow My Health, and a myriad of others. Uh, there were several problems. Number one, uh, many of them did require the patient populate the data right. in those. And the other thing was there was no interoperability. Uh, you have That's like the holy grail, because you've got so many systems using so many different platforms right. that nobody can, n none of these records is able to communicate with any of the other systems. Exactly. They're all using proprietary uh, specifications to communicate, and so exchanging that data is very difficult. Uh, so along with, with the fact that you have this mass possible mass market adoption because Apple is so ubiquitous, uh, you also have new standards. You have a for relatively new standards, a few years old. The Fast Healthcare Interoperability Resources Interface, uh, which was put out a few years ago and has been adopted by most of the major uh, EHRs out there. So they can exchange the data now. So what Apple's uh, new health record app is doing, it's, it's based on the existing health app that was launched in 2014, you might remember. Yep. Okay, connected you to your, your Apple Watch. I and, use it all the time. And other things. Yep. Uh, so this is an addendum to that that will allow patients to access their EMRs using this interface. And they're going to be beta testing it this year with some of the largest hospitals in the nation. Yeah, I wanna, I've got a list of some of those that I wanted to read off. I, I wanted to take a step back and, and try to explain that the, the, the reason for this is that if you can make healthcare records universally available, um, the idea is that you can improve health. Oh, you can yeah. improve people's health because yeah. 
you know, all of their doctors can all talk to each other about what any patient is, is, is facing or dealing with or medical issues or health concerns. You have information about yourself mm -hmm. that you can share with doctors and hospitals. And so it's a way of tying together all of these records that in the past would be stuffed in, you know, some file somewhere in this doctor's office and that doctor's office mm -hmm. and over here and at the hospital. And you pull all that together you can um, better enable doctors to take care of patients and yeah. better enable patients to take care of themselves. Absolutely. Right? And, and to be able to track, let's say somebody has a long-term uh, congenital illness, um, you know, heart failure, for example, or diabetes, mm -hmm. they can track you when you're not in the office. You can input data that can be tracked by your primary health care provider. Well, it's interesting, too. There's a, in fact, Apple has a, a, a sort of a research uh, operation going on right now related to I think it's AFib um, because and you can opt in and it basically checks you know if you've got an Apple Watch it's checking your heart rate and can even alert you if if it notices something is wrong in addition to providing research information that's going directly to Apple right um, so I mean Apple's very clearly making a push into healthcare uh, you know just to list some of the the hospitals that are going to be taking part of this we've got Johns Hopkins you've got Cedar Sinai Penn Medicine. Uh, UNC Healthcare, UNC Chapel Hill, go Heels. Um, I went to Carolina, sorry. Um, Ohio Health, Cerner Health Clinic. So, I mean, these are some big operations. And this is just an early test. It's just in the right. U.S., right? Yeah, but I think that is uh, actually indicative of just how important this is because you have some of the largest, most cutting-edge healthcare facilities who are partaking in this exercise to see how well this works. And the security, too, because that's a big issue, obviously. Healthcare. You mean like privacy, security privacy, data. Yeah, exactly, because it's the most sensitive data that you can possibly expose. Uh, financial data is sensitive, but you know what? Once you change your bank account number or your credit card number, it's secure again. Right. Once your healthcare data is out there, that's it. It's out there for life. Uh, let's say that you have an embarrassing whatever disease. Mm -hmm. um, you know that's out there for life once it's been released. So you, it's something you that, can't yeah, put you've it back in the bottle. Care. Well, I know that one of the things I think you had spoken to John Halamka with one of the stories that you did, yeah. and he made the point that Apple's not really keeping this information. Exactly. It is stored in a, in a the secure enclave on your right. device, and it's only accessible by biometrics, either Touch ID right. or Face ID, if you've got the new iPhone 10. Right. So therefore, theoretically, this should provide a secure way for people to, you know, again, they can have their own data and share it with only the doctors or the hospitals that they they choose. Right, exactly. There's still some holes to be filled, and I don't know that you'll ever make it completely secure. For example, if you do a screenshot mm -hmm. of your EMR or your EHR, and you decide to email that to somebody, well, now it's not secure anymore. Or right. if you decide to open it up while, I don't know, you're in an internet cafe, and, and you're using a Wi-Fi connection, could be. Like a man in the middle attack might be able to somehow steal the data. Exactly. So you're going to be responsible for the security of that data as well. But as far as a platform goes, yeah, it, we, the technology has come so far that being able to crack a, uh, an iPhone uh, is, is basically impossible. Well, the FBI impossible. can't do it. They're the, San Bernardino shooters. You right, know, it's, right. they, they could not get the data from Apple. So or off that phone from Apple. So Right. So And, and you do make a good point because, you know, Apple has such a, a large... Uh, number of users, and whenever it rolls out an update to the operating system, you know, we've had this debate about iOS versus Android, but as Apple rolls out these updates, everybody, you, you get a large number of, of iOS users who are on the latest operating system very quickly. Right. So for, for users of iOS 11.3 when it comes out a little later this year, 
uh, if they're tied into to these um, healthcare systems mm-hmm. that are part of the beta launch, they can they can start testing this out right away. Yeah, exactly. And uh, to be to be fair. Uh, Google devices, because of the the fast healthcare interoperability resources interface, they they could launch something themselves because mm-hmm. there's better interoperability between these systems now than there was. Um, but you and I know because of fragmentation, it would be harder to get this these updates out there, uh, or it'd be you know take longer. Right. Well, and then the harder. point here though is that with that with those standardization standardizations, it shouldn't matter what device you have. I mean, this is not right. like an Apple proprietary thing where only if you only, I mean, right now it is because it's right. a beta test on iOS, you know, 11.3. But the idea is that whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever device you own, you will have some way to access your healthcare data and your patients will have, I mean, your uh, uh, doctors Doctor, will have sure. some way to access their patients' information in real time. Right, right. And, and it's based on the health app, which is already, as we discussed earlier, been out for earlier, four yeah, four Almost years, and it's very popular, and it, it, it functions very well. Uh, so this is an addendum to that. And it, it really does give you uh, a fairly uh, extensive health record to work with. I mean, your vital signs, any radiological image, images, um, you know, the, your latest prescriptions, that sort of thing. And you can order the prescriptions through this just like any EMR. Well, isn't this also, you know, you've done a lot of writing in the past about telemedicine yeah. and the ability to connect patients and doctors using your, you know, some sort of video or FaceTime or something so that you can almost go to the doctor without leaving your home yeah. and get a get a checkup, get your vital, vital signs read, um, you know, get advice on what you should be doing, talk, talk to your doctor about medicine, and do all of that without having to go into an office, and, yeah. and it, which I can imagine for uh, older people, especially who may not drive, may not have somebody to take them to the doctor, it's a way, again, the whole point is to improve health care outcomes in general. Yeah, create an efficiency in doing that. Mm-hmm. And that definitely does. I mean, think about today, people say, well, I, I haven't used telemedicine. Oh, yeah? Have you ever emailed your doctor? Mm-hmm. Telemedicine. Have you ever messaged your, your health care system? Telemedicine. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be video conferencing with your physician, although that is offered by many healthcare systems today. But you're going to be able to communicate with your healthcare provider in ways you've never been able to before. It's going to create great efficiencies. For example, uh, if I need to update my prescriptions or, or order new prescriptions, I can do that online with a single message now. Mm-hmm. I don't have to call. I don't have to go in. Uh, my, my, my primary health care provider is connected to my insurance provider. And all I have to do is ask my insurance provider to check with my primary health care physician for an update. The health care physician gets a message and gives it the thumbs up. Boom, I have a new prescription. It's done. Is this something that would replace or maybe augment the, the patient portals that everybody may be familiar with now? I mean, I have a patient portal that connects me to my, my GP. Yes. <clears throat> the the yes and absolutely but in a in a far more far reaching way, patient portals are great but again they're um, they're limited to the healthcare provider you they don't go across healthcare systems mm-hmm. whereas if you have access to an EMR that's also shared via uh, interface specification by all other healthcare providers so you have specialists that can be online let's say you're on vacation and you get sick mm-hmm. the healthcare provider that you go to see across the country can also have access to those records because you have access to them. 
Yeah. So the point is, your records go with you wherever you are. Exactly. Versus a portal where only you have access. Somebody has to, that. to log in. They don't have a password. Exactly. They don't know what you're. Okay, got it. Uh, and you know, one of the things too that I thought was interesting when you were doing a follow-up story on this was the uh, looking at the healthcare system now and how how this differs. The fact that so many, so many hospitals, you know where I'm going, yeah. so many hospitals and facilities are still using fax machines oh, to transfer yeah. data. And I, you know, if you thought the fax machine was dead, it's not. Yeah. Uh, so what, what's, what the hell's going on with that? <laughs> we got to get, we got to get past the fax machine. Well, the reason I did the article is because I'd seen stories when, when uh, Apple came out with the health record yeah. uh, tool. I saw an article saying, will it kill the facts? And I was like, there's no way it's going to kill the facts because it's so embedded in hospital back office systems. Now, when people think of the facts, they think of a bunch of people standing around a machine waiting for the paper to come yep, out. You know? yep. uh, what did they call that paper? The heat sensitive Facsimile paper. Anyways, yeah, I guess facsimile paper. Yeah. Anyways, it's not that. Uh, these are, this is server-based uh, facsimile. So we're talking, it's very similar to emails uh, where you're tr- This is all back office to back office, though. This it's, is not stuff that people yeah, are sharing. this has nothing to do with patients. Right. Or, I'm sorry, but with your personal You're not getting it record. to you. It, it's, it's the hospital connecting to the insurance, insurance company. Insurance company, connecting. specialist, yeah. your, your yeah, pharma, pharmacy. Uh, and there's still that's still the way hospitals contact pharmacies. Let's say, for example, for prescriptions or uh, the healthcare provider. I mean, the insurance provider to uh, okay a payment. Yeah. Um, it's just too well embedded in back office systems, and it's very efficient, and it's secure, and it's a known entity. And it's not. And you talk to people; it's not going away anytime soon. N- not for years to come. From what the experts I talked to, they said no. It's, it's well. It's just if if it works. You know, right. It. Well, so this would be something that would basically be different than that, and this is more about relating to the patient and the doctor than about all the background stuff that happens exactly. behind the scenes. Yeah, and, and some people had speculated that, well, once you know, you have mobility with the EMR, you don't need the fax systems because, you know, like I just said, you can order your prescriptions and whatnot through these interfaces, but it's not gonna it's not gonna take care of the back office needs. Okay, good. Um, okay, I think that covers it because, like I say, I wanted to get just sort of a, a 411 basic explainer as to what Apple's doing. This, go for well, it. Well, I just want to say this is big stuff because for years, you remember, I was reporting on electronic healthcare records and uh, the, the push by the U.S. government to force all hospitals mm-hmm. and healthcare facilities and that was to a adopt nightmare, them. right? I mean, meaningful use, uh, the attestation uh, uh, phases one, two, and three. Three never even completed before they changed to a new methodology. Yeah. It's been a really difficult time for the healthcare industry in trying to catch up to this. This is kind of fun. This is this is something that they can really grab onto and make some hay with, especially with uh, reducing complexities in the healthcare record systems. Um, being able to connect directly to the patient, being able to monitor patient health, being able to transmit you know, prescriptions, uh, that sort of thing. It's mm-hmm. you know between the patient and the healthcare provider. It, it's a big leap, and I think it's going to make a huge difference in healthcare. Good. Overall, okay, that explains it then. Okay, so coming to iOS 11.3 at some point soon, right now it's in beta, uh, will be the opportunity for at least some number of, of Apple users to connect with their healthcare system with these first 12. I'm sure there'll be more um, and, and test this out. And if nothing else, it's a glimpse of the future in terms of mobile and healthcare and uh, uh, well, mobile healthcare. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, Lucas, thanks for the uh, information. I appreciate the explainer. Uh, for now, that's a wrap.